Evan Jones with you, and welcome to another edition of the RPAC Rundown Podcast. We have a great show coming up. We will go through results from last week and some from this week. Of course, chat about the RPAC Rundown Game of the Week from Friday when Bertrand beat Medicine Valley on the gridiron. And also joining us on the RPAC Rundown Podcast is head football coach of the Wallace Wildcats, Eric Miller. Also, I'd like to mention the RPAC Rundown Game of the Week will be Southern Valley hosting Arapahoe on Thursday evening. We will have social media updates for that matchup. We'll take a break and then we'll dive into some of the results this past week and also some from this week in the RPAC. C-plus in Bertrand has everything you need when making a pit stop. Fill up your vehicle with Sinclair Fuel, and if you're running on empty, grab some Hunt Brothers Pizza or a Friel. Store hours are 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Convenience Plus, a whole lot more, located in Bertrand. Webb's Oil Field Service would like to wish area athletes the best of luck this season. They are an oil field service company serving southwest Nebraska and northwest Kansas with oil lease and drilling rig services. Webb's Oil Field Service, located in Cambridge. Let's take a look at some of the results across the RPAC. Reminder, you can find the RPAC results for each of the teams in the RPAC on our website, bestboy-media.com, under the RPAC Rundown tab, and click on the RPAC Rundown report. We begin with volleyball. For Arapahoe last week on Tuesday, they traveled to Loomis and battled the Wolves, but fell three sets to one. On Thursday, they traveled to Medicine Valley for a triangular with the Raiders and Paxton. The Warriors fell to Medicine Valley two sets to none and then fell to Paxton two sets to none. On Friday, Arapahoe hosted Highline and got the sweep as they defeated the Bulls three sets to none. For Bertrand, they had a single match last week against Axtell on Tuesday. Bertrand fell three sets to none, and they were led by Brooklyn Evans with six kills and 12 digs. Leah Schutz posted 10 assists. For Maywood Hayes Center on Tuesday, the Wolves traveled to Wallace for a triangular with the Wildcats and Brady last week. They took down Brady two sets to none. They were led by Olivia Hansen with eight kills. The Wolves took down Wallace two sets to one, and Hansen tallied 12 kills to lead the way. On Saturday, they traveled to Dundee County Stratton for a triangular with the Tigers and Cambridge. They defeated DCS two sets to none with the set scores of 25-7 and 25-13. Maywood Hayes Center then experienced their first loss of the season as they fell to Cambridge two sets to none with the set scores of 25-14 and 25-17. At the time of that loss to Cambridge, the Wolves were the number one team, according to the Omaha World Herald, in their respective class. For Southern Valley, they hosted Amherst on Tuesday and fell three sets to one last week, with the set scores 25-13, 25-21, 25-19, and 25-21. For Juanita Palisade, the Broncos traveled to Dundee County Stratton last Tuesday and came away with a three sets to none victory and were led by Peyton Cox with 10 kills. On Friday, they hosted Wallace and fell three sets to one. Peyton Cox posted 22 kills in the match. Now for girls golf. These results are from districts this week. District golf concluded on Monday evening, and the RPAC conference will be represented at the state meet in Columbus October 10th and 11th. 
Cambridge hosted the C4 District at Cross Creek Golf Links. Macy Jones placed 7th and shot an 87 to qualify as an individual for the state meet. The Trojans placed 7th with 426 points. Dundee County, Stratton, and Southwest traveled to Kimball for the C5 District at Four Winds Golf Course. Dundee County, Stratton placed 9th as a team with 524 points. Southwest finished 11th with 550 points. We'd like to wish Macy Jones good luck and congratulations to everyone on a great season. Now for softball, districts were this week for the Southern Valley Alma Saints. They traveled to Gothenburg for the C9 District. The Saints were seeded third, and they took on number two seed Kozad in their opening game. Southern Valley Alma fell to Kozad seven to nothing to end their season. The Saints finished the year at eight and twenty-five. We'll take a break and then look at cross-country results and also our football rundown. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown podcast. Here at Corbelli Physical Therapy in Cambridge, our approach and philosophy are simple. Caring physical therapy with exceptional results. You will be treated by our highly qualified caring team dedicated to improving your health and well-being. Good luck to our area athletes from Corbelli Physical Therapy. Welcome back to the RPAC Rundown podcast. Let's take a look at some of the cross-country results from a week ago. RPAC teams had a busy week as a majority of the teams competed in meets on Monday and then again at the end of the week. At the UNK invite for Alma Griffin-Stemper, Pace the Cardinals as he was able to finish the course in 25th with a time of 18 minutes, 54.48 seconds. For Bertrand, Marcus Hernandez led the Wolf Kings as he finished 17th with a time of 18 minutes, 19.54 seconds. The team placed 11th with 151 points. Addison Hansen led the girls with a 106th place finish and a time of 26 minutes, 54.03 seconds. For Southwest, Cole Barnett had a solid performance with a 33rd place finish and a time of 18 minutes and 53 seconds. For Wallace, Trey Robertson raced at UNK, but not with the other RPAC schools in Class D. Trey ran in the Class A race and placed 18th with a time of 17 minutes, 4.95 seconds, which would have placed him first in Class D. At the Gothenburg invite later in the week last week for Wallace, Trey Robertson placed first with a time of 17 minutes and 18 seconds. Ashley Robertson placed fifth with a time of 22 minutes and 40 seconds. For Arapahoe, Campbell Schutz placed 44th with a time of 20 minutes and 30 seconds. At the Fort Kearney Conference meet for Bertrand Loomis, they compete in that invite as, of course, Loomis belongs to the Fort Kearney Conference and because they are consolidated with Bertrand, they participate in this conference meet as well. For Bertrand Loomis, Marcus Hernandez placed second with a time of 18 minutes, 24.26 seconds. Wes Tromke placed eighth with a time of 19 minutes, 17.02 seconds. The team placed second with 24 points. On the girls' side, Addie Hansen placed 13th with a time of 25 minutes, 34.19 seconds. The team placed 5th with 50 points. The RPAC schools will prepare for their conference meet, which will be held on Thursday, October 6th at 4 p.m. in Cambridge at Cross Creek Golf Links. The meet is hosted by Hitchcock County. Stay tuned for results and photos from the meet. 
Now for some of the highlights and notes from week six of the football season in the RPAC. First, let's look at the scores. Alma was able to take down Cambridge 68-32. Highline beat Arapahoe 60-28. Bertrand took down Medicine Valley 52-16. Dundee County Stratton beat Loomis 52-0. Maywood Hayes Center forfeited to Hitchcock County. North Platte St. Pat's beat Maxwell 67-16. Paxton took care of business against Brady 68-18. Sandy Creek beat Southern Valley 74-30. Arthur County beat Southwest 49-45. Wallace beat Juanita Palisade 56-14. Alma took care of business in a bit of a shocker on Friday night as they won 68-32 over Cambridge. Many thought this would be a much closer game. Cohen Grindle had 159 yards of total offense and three touchdowns for Cambridge. The Trojans fall to 3-3. Alma is now 4-2. For Arapahoe, they hosted Highline for homecoming and lost 60-28. The Bulls led 38-22 heading into the final quarter and then went off for 22 points to separate themselves from the Warriors. Will Shaw had 102 yards rushing for Arapahoe. The Warriors are now 3-3 on the season. Bertrand won big over Medicine Valley, 52-16. You'll hear more about that contest as we will talk about our RPAC rundown game of the week in just a little bit. Dundee County Stratton just keeps on winning. They are now 6-0 and they beat Loomis 52-0 at home on Friday night. Maywood Hayes Center forfeited their matchup against Hitchcock County last week. The Falcons remain undefeated. Maxwell played the number one team in the state last week. North Platte St. Pat's and fell 67-16 as we mentioned. The Wildcats are now 3-3 on the year. Paxton won in a blowout over Brady, 68-18. Gunnar Foster was excellent for the Tigers with 135 yards of total offense and two touchdowns. Paxton is now 1-4 on the season. Southern Valley took on Sandy Creek Friday night and fell big, 74-30. Quarterback Camden Bowes, though, had a nice game, 232 yards passing and two touchdowns. Mitchell Wilson had eight catches and two touchdowns in the game. The Eagles are now 0-6 on the season. Southwest lost a close one to the number two team in Class D6, Arthur County 49-45. Hunter Cunningham was 7-14 passing with 114 yards, and Tyler Ellis had 12 tackles. Southwest is now 3-2. Wallace was able to beat Juanita Palisade 56-14. Carson Gluns led the way for the Wildcats with an absolutely incredible game with 300 yards rushing and five touchdowns. Juanita Palisade was led by Kyle Jutton and his 50 yards rushing and a touchdown. The Wildcats are now 2-3, and and the Broncos are now 3-2. Reminder, you can find the RPAC results for each team on our website, bestboy-media.com, under the RPAC Rundown tab, and click RPAC Rundown Report. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll discuss our Game of the Week, on Friday as it was Bertrand who took down Medicine Valley. Cambridge Supermarket is locally owned and operated. We offer fresh produce and quality cut meats, along with helpful employees that greet you with a smile and are there to help you find what you need. Cambridge Supermarket, fresh hometown values. It was a beautiful evening for football on Friday night during our RPAC Rundown Game of the Week, which featured the Bertrand Vikings and the Medicine Valley Raiders. 
The Vikings were able to take care of business in their final home game of the season, winning 52-16. In the first quarter, both teams struggled out of the gate moving the ball. That, of course, is aside from the opening drive for the Vikings in which Owen Cap scored on a 17-yard run. But other than that, neither team could get much going on offense. Bertrand went into the second quarter up 6 to nothing. In the second period, the Vikings took control of the matchup. Freshman Thunder Nelson took a handoff at the 731 mark and scored from 7 yards away to push the lead to 12 to nothing. After a couple of nice defensive stands, Bertrand then saw Eric Wood take the ball and towed it 76 yards for a touchdown and the two-point conversion was good, making it 20 to nothing. Bertrand made another nice stop and got the ball back. The Vikings then set up a nice screen play as Caps found Nelson and he took it 54 yards for the score to make it 26 to nothing. With 53 seconds remaining in the half, Medicine Valley looked to take a shot and get some points on the board before going into the break. Well, Bertrand's Caps had different thoughts as he intercepted the pass and returned it 58 yards for a touchdown as time expired. Bertrand went to halftime leading 32 to nothing. In the third quarter, Bertrand got the ball to begin the half and the Vikings started the third quarter much like the first as Caps scored this time on a 34-yard run as they went up 38 to nothing. Medicine Valley struggled to get anything going as the Vikings defense continued to wall up. With 3-11 remaining in the third period, Wood of Bertrand scored on a 19-yard run, increasing their lead to 44 to nothing. That's what the score read going into the final quarter. In the final stanza, Medicine Valley found a spark on offense as Austin Robley was able to run it in from three yards out with nine minutes to go. The two-point conversion was good, and the Raiders trailed 44-8. Many of the younger Vikings got some time on the field as freshman Cooper Langford punched it in from two yards out with 3.55 to go in the game, making it 52-8. Medicine Valley, though, put together another nice drive as quarterback Brody Sneff threw a 21-yard touchdown pass to Austin Robley again for a score to round out the scoring at 52-16. Bertrand was led by Eric Wood with 129 yards and two scores on the ground. Owen Capps recorded 164 yards of total offense and three touchdowns. Austin Robley had an excellent game for the Raiders as he had 131 yards rushing, 27 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. Bertrand moves to 2-4 on the season. And then for Medicine Valley, they are 0-6 on the year. We'd like to thank these great sponsors of this RPAC Rundown Game of the Week. This RPAC Rundown Game of the Week was brought to you by Divine Boutique, C+, First State Bank, Scouts Recreation. We'll take a break and then hear from head coach of the Wallace Wildcat football team, Eric Miller. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown podcast. Arapaho Rehab and Fitness is locally owned and operated here to serve Arapaho and the surrounding area. We have a passion for our patients and our community. We are continually innovating and evolving our therapy practices in order to give you the best individualized care. Here at Scouts Recreation, we believe in the value of recreation. We believe in having fun. We believe that the best memories are made while doing the things you love with your favorite people. We have a variety of items from men's grooming products like Duke Cannon, golf equipment, camping goods, and our own apparel line. Check out our fall collection of t-shirts on the website at scoutsrecreation.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
Now joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast is head coach of the Wallace Wildcat football team, Eric Miller. Now, Coach Miller, let's begin with the opponent this week. It's Paxton. How has practice been going so far this week for your group? Yeah, it's going well. Um, you know, we've watched some film on them, um, kind of, kind of, you know, working on their defense and their plays with our scout team, um, just getting as ready as we can. We know they're going to be a tough opponent. They played a darn tough schedule to start the season. Um, so we know they're battle tested. So um, like I said, we're getting it's early in the week yet, but we've been getting prepared and um, hopefully we'll be ready come Friday. Now, you mentioned them having a tough schedule. Your group has had an interesting season, some ups, some downs, the tough schedule, as mentioned each week, win or lose. What have you seen from your team in terms of responding, whether it's a win or a loss? Yeah, definitely. You know, we played a tough schedule, too. But, you know, that's what we that's what we like. That makes us more prepared for the end of the season. Um, like I said, hit some bumps in the road. Um, we have a group that's, you know, kind of partly experienced and the, the other half is, you know, not experienced at all. So there's been some growing pains and um, we've improved throughout the season. Um, we've kind of been able to make some switches now that some of those younger guys are a little more experienced. So that's kind of helped us out here lately. Um, but I'm just proud of the work they the work they do. Um, they come to practice every day, ready to work. Uh, makes it a lot of fun for a coach. Now, Carson Gluns has been stellar this season, nearly 800 yards rushing, 15 touchdowns. Was this what you expected from him this year? Yeah, we put a lot of weight on Carson's shoulders. You know, he was a first-team All-State running back last year as a junior, um, so we knew he'd get a lot of attention this year. And early on, um, you know, we kind of struggled with it at times. A lot of people were really keen on him. Um, We weren't quite having um, some other things happen yet. Um, our blocking needed to continue to get better. Um, so we kind of struggled with it early in the year. But like I said, as the season's gone on, we blocked a lot better, kind of been able to tweak some things, like I said. Um, and Carson's a great running back. He's got great vision, good strength, good speed. Um, so as long as we can make the block and get the crease for him, there's a good chance he can score it any time he touches it. Now, what kind of leadership has he provided for your team also, Coach? Yeah, he's the kind of kid that people are going to look after to, you know, just work hard, um, you know, bring it every day. Um, he tries to help out the younger kids the most he can. Um, but like I said, it's always have, always good to have a good good player on the team like that, a kid who's willing to work hard and do the dirty work. Now, we talked briefly about your rivalry matchup on Friday night against Paxton. You said you've watched a little bit of film, but what are you expecting to see from the Tigers? Well, we're expecting a team that's going to fight till the end for sure. Like I said, they've had a tough schedule. They've played some really good teams, really tight. Um, they knocked off a good Brady team that beat us. They beat them pretty handily, um, which is real impressive. Um, but they've got athletes over there. You know, they can run the ball. Um, they can pass the ball. They play good defense. Um, so we're just going to have to be really prepared for everything they throw at us come Friday. Many thanks to Eric Miller, head coach of the Wallace Wildcat football team, for joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast. We'll take a break, and when we come back, It'll be time to announce the RPAC Rundown Athletes of the Week, which is brought to you by First Central Bank. Not every business is fortunate enough to serve the kind of people we do. People who take the time to give us honest, valuable feedback for the purpose of helping their business be its best. People willing to hand over the reins to their financial future simply because they know we can be trusted. To you, our customers, thank you. Your unwavering support lets us confidently say First Central Bank is here to stay. First Central Bank, member FDIC.
Welcome back to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. You know what time it is. It's time to announce our Athletes of the Week, brought to you by First Central Bank. First Central Bank, let's plan for tomorrow together. Member FDIC. Our Female Athlete of the Week is Peyton Cox of Juanita Palisade. She had 32 total kills in two matches when they beat Dundee County Stratton and fell to Wallace. Our Male Athlete of the Week goes to Carson Gluns of Wallace. As you heard earlier, he had an absolutely incredible game in their victory over Juanita Palisade, 56-14, as he had 300 yards rushing and five touchdowns. Once again, we'd like to thank our great sponsor of the RPAC Rundown Athlete of the Week, First Central Bank, member FDIC. That will do it for this episode of the RPAC Rundown podcast. For all of your RPAC needs, go to bestboy-media.com and click on the RPAC Rundown tab. Until next time, I'm Evan Jones, and thanks for tuning in to the RPAC Rundown podcast.